Welcome everyone to Heroes of Gaming, the podcast channel that talks with the people who make the games we love. This week, our hero has a black belt in judo, a black sash in kung fu, seven-star praying mantis, and wushu, an ass-kicking grandmaster and forefather of video game motion capture, a pioneer in live-action fighting game history, Mortal Kombat's original co-creator as well as the original performer for Reptile, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Noob Sabat, Smoke, and of course, everyone's favorite movie star, Johnny Cage. He is Master Daniel Piscina. Master Piscina, thank you so much for being here. On this uh, snowy Sub-Zero day. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. When you first set out to make a fighting game that would eventually become Mortal Kombat, did you want to get into video games or be a video game maker? No, actually, uh, I didn't really have any plans as far as uh, being specific. One thing is, uh, you know, I grew up practicing and loving martial arts. And also, uh, through my brother, through I have two older brothers. And through my oldest brother, I became a lover of comic books and video games. So, uh, with, with that... Uh, geeky side, I kind of, for me, joined them together, martial arts and, and this uh, love of, of uh, comic books, anime, and all things geekiness. So that's how my journey began. Because my crowd, the crowd that I would hang out with was, sure, martial art guys, but also like my brother, my younger brother had a group of friends who, who loved doing comic books. You know, uh, I, I recall on uh, several occasions, them sitting down at my mom's kitchen table, drawing together, or going to a friend's house, and they were sitting around and drawing, drawing together. And uh, they introduced me to Dungeons and Dragons. We used to play Dungeons and Dragons together, so I loved all that stuff. And oh, and in that group were a lot of the people you see and uh, who are related to Mortal Kombat today. You know, the the combination of all these elements together really just make just a, a fantastic universe. Its own, its own world. We've heard this amazing story. You and Tony were talking about you played ninja at midnight. When you were kids, you'd run around and throw balls of flour at each other, like a ninja star. When you were doing that, at that point where you were like, you know, someday, I don't know how, I'm going to be a real fighting ninja. Artist. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to throw out, fireballs. Throwing fireballs, yeah. No, actually, no, but, you know, that group started out with our basic group. It's really funny. Our basic group. I li- My parents li- uh, own a home by a park. It's McKinley Park. Uh, so we are like literally two houses away from this big park. It's a mile square. It's, it's, it's big. It's in the city of Chicago. So at about midnight, we would meet in my mom and dad's garage. And at the beginning, it was myself, like Rich DiVizio, uh, Kano, you know, naturally, my brother Raiden, Kung Lao, uh, I think uh, Liu Kang was there a couple of times. You know, yeah. I, one of the guys who, who put together this group of creative people, uh, he would like, he, want, he really wanted to uh, cross realms and, and create a creative group, Andy Kadalka. Later on, uh, Andy would go on to draw the... Uh, the artwork for Nintendo, uh, for the Nintendo uh, original Mortal Kombat, uh, for that booklet, and also, also he is uh, he's the one who introduced me to 
to, basically to, to bias. You know, he was one of them. So John was also it would would be there. So we would all get together and it was and it started out like a 10. But I recall that one night I go to my garage and I see all these guys smoking a cigarette and they're like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, what's up? And I walk into my parents garage and literally there's 50 people in there. And there's about 20 people outside the garage. So by the time we got to the park, I would say we had 80 people, uh, 80 people. And there were DJs, there were break dancers, there were like regular artists, drawing artists, there's sculptors, there's us as martial artists. We would just all be like together playing this game of ninja at like one o'clock in the morning because it's the old days. They would shut off all the lights in the park. So we were all dressed in black running around. <laughs> Oh, my my dad my dad had these my at the beginning my dad had these you know because we were middle income my dad was a machinist for international harvester so he would fix the house and in and he had a couple bags of cement like the powdered cement so at the beginning that's how we started making the 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 balls is out of powdered cement because it would leave a white mark on your yeah on your, yeah on your thing but later on, we ran out of that. We moved the flower. But that's how, like, it was. It was like a lot of these guys, like, you know, in Chicago, if you heard of Jesse De La Pena, he was one of the guys. He's a famous DJ here in the Chicagoland area. He was one of the guys who used to come out and play this ninja game with wow. us. So there is really, you know, uh, uh, man, I forget some of the guys. I think one of the guys went on to start, like, a record company, tracks Record or something like that. Anyway, so it was way back in the day. Way back in the day. So that... This is how like that whole doing this, but hanging out with like a creative people, you know, always thinking of ideas or watching movies and say, hey, that's cool that they did this, but it would be cool if we can also do this or, you know, add to the story or add to add to uh, whatever we were doing. Oh, Even that's, that's so wonderful. And when you uh, set your your mind to create a video game. You didn't know many programmers. You, well, well, how did you come up with this motion capture idea? Actually, uh, John, Tobias, you know, I just finished doing stunts uh, from a, uh, for a movie, martial arts stunts for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Use. Awesome. So we, got, we got back about three or four months later, and John calls my parents' house. And uh, basically, when I'm talking to him on the phone, we're catching up. Hey, he's like, congratulations on the movie. It looks cool. He's like, I have this idea. And he's just remember when we were younger and we wanted to, I wanted to make that martial art movie. And it's a, it's a kind of a, a story. We went to make this martial art movie into the woods, like a guerrilla style. We were just going to pick a place to, to film. And John was going to just direct a martial art movie for his class and, awesome. in school. But uh, what happens is a car hit us, almost killed Kano, totaled yeah. the car, totaled the <sighs> car. Out of that, just out of that thing, you know, hanging out for three or four hours on the side of the road with John, and we just talk about stuff and cool stuff and how, oh, we're going to redo this movie. But anyway, years later, he calls me up. Remember when we did that project? And I was like, yeah, that would have been a cool project. And he goes, I want to do a fighting game with live people. He goes, I just came off a game that I uh, had like a lot of blood in stuff like that. And that's one of the things I want to add to this game is having blood to this game. He's like, what do you think? Can you help me with this? And then I was like, I was like, man, it sounds really, really cool. And he's like, whatever, whatever you think you want in the game, I'm going to, I'm going to put in the game for if you guys help me. And I was like, okay, what do we do? And he goes, first thing you do is, you know, come to my work late at night 
because I don't want anybody to know about my IT until I make the presentation. <laughs> so, yeah. so we showed up at Midway, myself, he was like, bring Carlos and Rich so we have more, you know, so we, we can put, you can put some fight scenes together. So we show up and John shows us around the place and we're playing video games there because naturally it's Midway games. They have tons of videos. I love Defender like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going around and John had some drawings and then we, I put together some fight scenes with myself and Carlos and Rich and then we made this videotape for him to make a presentation for the game. So that's originally how, how uh, the beginning part started. And then, and then, uh, and then within like, I think within two weeks, he calls me up and he's like, hey, they like the idea of a fighting game and they want to hear more about it. He goes, so this is a chance for us to really doing it. It's, and two, at the beginning when we were doing it, there were, uh, John was like, it's really going to be a really small amount of games we're going to make. We're going to make 200 arcade cabinets, basically. Oh, wow. You know, so it's not going to be a big game, but that's why, why since it's so small and it's going to be one of its kind. That's why he was like, that's why, you know, I need your help creating it because you guys know martial arts and fighting, you know, and I, I'm an artist and I have a good concept of, uh, of characters that I want to put in. So we met, actually we met, I didn't even pay attention, but I met with Ed Boone. Ed Boone was like, with, uh, you know, we went out to lunch and Ed just heard us talk about the story, you know, about uh, what we wanted in the game. Uh, uh, like originally John wanted, uh, like Japanese ninjas and I was like John we got to change the ninjas to the Lin Kuei and he's like what is that and then so I told him the whole uh, story of the Lin Kuei I was like it's unique nobody's ever heard of it it will add this mystery to the game it'll make a good like story because nobody's heard of the Lin Kuei or you know the Chinese Bhagavan ninjas and it'll be so cool I go they don't dress like like the Japanese version they kind of dress like they actually dress like this guy <laughs> Right. Scorpion. Yeah. Yeah. Scorpion, for those of you who can't see. Yeah, he just shows a statue of Scorpion. Yeah, it's like, uh, but all black, because naturally, you know, uh, when you're a ninja, you can't really have bright colors. But John, John was the one who did add the color to the, to the, to like my idea, like of, of the Lin Kuei. He's like, that way, when you're doing the moves, we're doing the moves, you can uh, actually see the character better. And two, yeah. so. So we changed uh, we changed the Japanese ninjas into the Lin Kuei, and uh, uh, and originally the the uh, Michael Grimm character was modeled after Daniel Rad. So when the meeting was done, I was like I I, I was like okay when were we gonna when were we gonna hear some news about this? And John was like I'll get, uh, I'll get back to you, you know when I and uh, when I looked at Ed I was like Ed what do you think? And Ed just kind of. I really didn't say anything during the meeting, but he just kind of tightened his lip. And, you know, I was like, oh, this guy's not keen on the idea. You know, I just felt right. like he, he didn't, he did, couldn't see the vision yet. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, yeah. Yeah. Because some people are, are creative different ways. Some people have, you know, can um, have different ways of imagining anything or different ways of where they get that spark. But, uh, but then, you know, then about two weeks later, a week later, John calls me up and says, our game is canceled. He goes, they like the idea of a fighting game, but they're going to go with doing a fighting game with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And then I was just like so heartbroken. I was like, I was like, John, you cannot use the Lin Kuei in that, in that video game because that's my, like my idea. I don't want it to come out in somebody else's game. I want to be one of the, I want to be the first one to have that legend, that myth of Lin Kuei in, in a video. 
do you think at that point they they kind of took your idea for the live video of a character fighting or you hadn't gotten to that mechanic yet i would say in my opinion because uh because of several things and the major thing is if they had an idea for a fighting video game then why did i have to make a demo tape of fighting video game (laughs) (laughs) an excellent point if midway if midway already had this john claude van damme idea i know they and i know because you know the company wants to protect their ip and the stuff like that and i know why they have their story and it's a long go but my thing is why would you have me do that why do you have to have me doing forms and then, you know, doing martial art moves and then setting up fight if you already had the idea for a fighting game. That doesn't make any sense. It does. You know, so, no. But John explained it to me. He's like, you know what? They're going to go with a mainstream idea because they can make more quarters. And he goes, and with a video game, arcade game, it's all about the quarters. And he goes, so they're going to do that. And I was like, and he's like, you know what? If He goes, if things go well, he goes, you want to get beat up by Jean-Claude Van Damme? And I was just like, John, you're going to have to pay me a lot of money for that. <laughs> And he started laughing. He started just laughing about it. So we joked around about about it. But then, you know, about two, three months later, I get the phone call. Not exact quotes, but this is kind of what he said. He's like, hey, can you still help me with the game? And I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, what happened? And he goes, the company found out that Jean-Claude Van Damme actually wants money to make a game. <laughs> so they, yeah. Oh my god. So they can't come to agreement so that he it's canceled. They can't they can't afford to pay him to do the game. And wow. he's like go back to our original idea of 200 games. And so I was like, "Okay." No, they were like, "Okay, come in." So we came in. I was like, "Okay, what do we do?" He's like, "Well, we have to create a pathway to the game. You need to come in. It's just going to be you and I. We're going to be in a room. We're just going to film martial art moves and figure out how to make this game because it's a different concept than than a movie and so i was like okay i was like i could do that he's like just bring in sweats show up you know and uh we're going to just film martial art moves so i showed up uh we go into the we go where we're going to film and it's like a storage room there's really no place to film anything he calls ed up he's like hey we can't work in this space so ed comes in and i meet ed again i'm like oh yeah yeah and uh, and then I was like, there, I was like, Ed, is there any way you can make 201 games and give me a game? And then Ed's like, you know how expensive they are? They're like $5,000. <laughs> give you a game. And I was like, well, how about if you give me a game, I'll let you make as many games as you want. And then Ed is like, he's like, no, we're only making 200 games and that's it. So I wish you could do it. He goes, I could probably see if I can get a cheaper rate for you to buy a game. And I'm like, uh, nah, there's no way I'm going to be able to afford like $3,000 or $4,000. Right. So I was just like, okay, I understand. We're going to do 200 games, but we're going to make it. So I was just like, man, we're going to make it so kick-ass. Because we, as a group, we were always so like competitive and creative on ideas. So basically, John and I were in a room for five or six days, eight hours a day, trying to figure out how to create Mortal Kombat. Wow. It was a lot more than just, there was like so many obstacles. We filmed two days in a row for eight hours. And then on the third day, John comes in and says, we can't use any of that footage. I was like, what happened? And he goes, when you're closer to the camera, you're bigger. When you're further away, you're smaller. (laughs) So you got, you have to stand kick in the same place. And I was like, John, that's really, really difficult. 
you know, because we talked about it. And I was like, can I mark the floor? And he's like, okay. He's like, you mark the floor, make your, what you need on the floor, and I'll mark the tripod of the camera. So I, I started, so when, if you look at behind the scene footage, eventually you'll see a box on the floor with lines and stuff. And basically uh, that's something that uh, I had the major part in creating, like distances and, and coming up, you know, when I, after I made like little marks on the floor, John was like, let's make them bigger in, in case, you know, another character needs a bigger footing. And I was like, okay, so we made that. And I was like, how far can I move forward this way or this way? Let's mark it. So that way I could look down without moving my head and see how far we can go before the light changes. Because again, with, with uh, the first character, we didn't have a name yet, Johnny Cage character. The name of the character was Danny. <laughs> right, right, of course, yeah. yeah. So we kind of like played with it a little bit. And we come back the next day to film and somebody had taken up the tape. Oh, oh. No, no. <laughs> like a janitor or something that's ridiculous so all, all that tape we had down from the that day so now we're three days into it and we don't really have anything but we were like we were already talking and changing ideas and looking at concepts you know from a short i know people can't see it but we had like because i'm a martial artist i know how to throw an uppercut and so when i looked at it john was like you can barely see that and i was like yeah well you're fighting close you can't have a big uppercut because the guy will see it and he's like, can you make it bigger? So all of a sudden making this uppercut bigger and just different ways across my face, up, over, trying to, we would do one move like 30 times and then take a look at it and do it again, like a, 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 in a different way, another 30 times. So we were li literally, you know, changing the way the fist looked, like from vertical, we turned it a little bit, we turned a little bit more, we turned a little bit more, we turned all the way over. So you're doing every little thing 30 times. Like, so wow. literally we're doing each bunch of stuff hundreds of times, just looking at it in the video. And John would be like, I like that. And I don't like that. What do you think of this? How do you change that? What do you, you know, we were doing palms. We were doing, uh, you know, eagle claw, dragon claw, you know, tiger claw, you yeah. know, crane. We were doing crane mantis. We were trying to do everything like different <laughs> kicks. Master. Yeah. yeah. So. So at the end of that day, you know, we redid it. And then John's like, I'm going to take a look at this. I'll call you back. And so we met a few days later for the fourth day. And John is like, take a look at it. So we get there and somebody had taken the tape off again. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. It happened oh. times in a row. Oh. John was really mad. He's like, I'm going to call Ed. And then I was like, uh, I was like, uh, he was like, Ed's kind of the boss of, of the game. Maybe like I'm the one who created this, but Ed is the boss of the of the project, you know. And he's like, "Let's redo this." And he goes, "Don't worry, you know. At the end of the day, I'll call Ed up and he'll buy you. He's the one with the company card. He'll buy you dinner for doing all this stuff all over again." <laughs> so on the fourth day, we finally got to really start doing, you know, getting into the nitty gritty and looking at the game and trying to, you know, trying to create a game because again. We didn't have all the lighting set up like we did, like with Liu Kang was the last one we really completed. Uh, so we had a lot more lighting. So I couldn't like, one one of the problems, oh. jumping, the top of my head would get darker because I was, oh, getting, right. you know, blacking out. So John was just like, dude, don't jump so high. And so I started jumping, okay, I'll just jump a little bit. He's like, but, you, and then I did like a few of those. And he's like, but you have to tuck your legs. John, how do I? jump an inch and tuck my legs. You want me to float? And John started laughing. 
And he's like, you know, just do the best you can. So then I was just like, I was like, man, I looked around the room and I saw the staircase. And I was like, John, what if we get me like jumping up in the air? Because when you film somebody jumping, you get a little, the dynamics are a little bit. Then somebody just standing there and jump. I didn't want it to look like dead. So I was like, film me jumping and then film me tucked on the box, like, like with the jumping posture. And then you could take how, I, uh, and then you, you could take the last part of how I land and just kind of do that. Can we do that? And John's like, man, that's a really good idea. So we tried that. And, and even today, like in, uh, when I see behind the scenes uh, footage of Mortal Kombat, you know, filming of 11, I see a staircase in the back and I started laughing <laughs> because, that's, yeah, I came up with that idea of doing that because later on, I was just like that staircase, when we shoot different actors, these different guys coming in to help create their characters, uh, we can put them in different positions so everybody doesn't look the same. So everybody mm. do the kick a little bit different because, you know, with the way we're making the game, it's important for their personalities to come out, you know, as opposed to they look kicking the same. You know? oh, so, that's yeah. so great. That's the storyteller yeah. in you that's able to translate and discern, you know, where they hail from, where they come from, what their emotion is when they're fighting. I love that. That is, And that all, that all bleeds through. It all bleeds through when you see it. That's beautiful. It's, uh, and two, I think that's why... That's why, like, when I talk about it, it never gets old and it's never, there's all these stories that people have not heard of why those moves are created, you know, or, or what's behind there that, you know, how goofy we were making them, the geeky side of us, yeah. you know, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, there's, there's so many stories going on there. But at, on this, like the fifth or sixth day after we were done filming, John was like, I think we have something. Let's invite Ed in who's the programmer who will tell us how to shape these movements to put them in the game. He goes, because he was, uh, John was like, there's hit boxes. And, uh, and if you, you're going to have different reactions to it, but I'm going to have Ed explain it to you because otherwise that way we can really move quickly on making this game. Cause we only had eight months to, to do the whole game. Wow. And in the end, Johnny Cage took like three months. You know, it took a, a lot because we we're always adjusting everything and learning right. from that character. So that's why often I say Johnny Cage is the father of all characters because he is the one who did all the work to create all the other characters. Wow. Yeah. Over that timeline of eight months, how often were they bringing you in? There was always, even to the end, we were shooting up to the last minute because we would be coming up with ideas. You know, when I see some ideas from the present game, I was like, oh, we had that idea for the first game. <laughs> we wanted, uh, an example is like I, I've seen uh, Johnny Cage as a fatality where he punches a hole in somebody's skull, mm -hmm. which actually my first fatality. John was like, when we were goofing around and doing this stuff, John was like, man, it's just, he's like, like doesn't it seem odd that we're fighting and then in the end there's like the character just falls on the floor like dead? <laughs> and then I, and then I'm like, yeah. He goes, isn't it like in the kung fu movies? They have a final blow. He goes, we got to think of a way to finish him. We got to think of a finishing move. And then I was like, okay. And then I was like, how about if I jump up in the air and punch a hole in somebody's skull? And they come <laughs> to the camera. And they got a hole in their skull. And that, <laughs> and that was the first ever fatality. But I know recently they have it as a fatality. But that is the first one like that I thought of ever. You know, wow. and, and he's like, oh, let's film it. And he's like, man, that's a little complicated. 
because again, we didn't have Photoshop or anything. So a lot of movement and, and storage, like my phone has more memory than that arcade you know, cabinet. <laughs> That's true. So, so he was like, think of something else. So I was like, oh, it would be cool if the guy is so, you beat this guy so much, he falls on his knees and then I just brutally just pummel him. And then, so when I look at brutalities, I'm like, oh, that's what we thought in the first game. You know, yeah. uh, like tag teams. We thought of tag teams in, in first game. John wanted three fatalities in the first game. We wanted, uh, we wanted uh, secret tag teams where if you're fighting and you knew how to control it, all of a sudden another character were, would jump out and you're trying to fight two characters at, at once. So we oh, were my goodness. Incredible yeah. yeah, all these stuff in the first game that, you know, and two, when somebody else would come up with a move, we'd be like, oh, crap, we forgot to film something for that. We got to have these. In. And then we would always be trying to one up each other because it's not like a, there was no like script for characters or anything like that. John was just like, he was a really, you know, create by the seat of your pants mm. type of guy, even though he was really organized. We could adapt and make stories up like that. Like we were just interacting and all of a sudden uh he'd take what we had and then okay that's cool let's do that oh yeah let's do this do this like you know like uh john was like we need an intro come out like a a, a hollywood actor guy fashioned after daniel rad who was like this pompous guy so he's yes. this movie star guy so he was like oh you're gonna come out like that and uh and so come out like you're a movie star and so i was like okay well you know what? And so I started walking out and I just started waving and he, he filmed that for a while. And John was like, that's pretty cool. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And so I was like, I was like, uh, I had the, like the sunglasses on. And I, so I was like, wait a minute. So I put the sunglasses behind me and I walk out and I'm waving like this and I'm blowing kisses and I'm making muscle. And then I pulled, you know, I have the sunglasses and I throw them off and then I hit this fighting stance. And then, you know, John was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. We're <laughs> it is. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Ed was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. We need to we need to use that. We need to have to have that. You know, so a lot of stuff that we're doing, we're, you know, we're there. There's just that that creative side where we're just building on it, you know. So yeah. what you see, what people see now as the making of is not even a probably not even a, a hundredth of what we filmed. Wow. And did you know, did you know while you were doing it, you were making history? Like, did you know that like every day that you're, that you're putting time in, you're like, wow, I haven't, I've never seen this before in anything. It's we're, we're creating the next thing. No, no, because we're doing 200 arcade cabinets. (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. That was the promise. That's the promise. You know, that is the, yeah, that's the basic reason why after, you know, after two, I just quit. It wasn't, you know. It wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't what we agreed upon, you know, just because I didn't have it in writing doesn't mean that, you know, and I understand it. I, under, I, under, I understand it, though. I don't like it. I, big business, you know, big business. They'll cut the little guy out. They don't care. You know, they're not there for the creation. They don't really know. You know, other people, too, will be be quiet about it. You know, more glory for them or whatever. But, you know, so much. So much of this stuff, you know, so people, it's a good lesson too, to hear this because you know that no matter what, when you create something, you, you need to get protection. Even if you make it with a friend, you need to have protection because 
you know, some people will 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 co might come in and seize seize it, and then you're you're out in the street, you know. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're you're such a man of honor and uh, integrity. Uh, I, I I no, I just think that you're I just think that you're just a wonderful example uh, for everyone to follow, and those those lessons are really taken to heart. I, I know, especially people that are out there that are trying to do their own things or, you know, doing that whole garage setup stuff. I mean, that's, you know, start, starting fresh, starting new. Those are, those are great things for them to hear. I, yeah. You had this amazing book called skills of the vagabonds. And I know there's a story John Tobias wanted to get it from you Buy your own copy. You're not going to take mine. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, it's a fantasy comic manual of ruthless martial artists, like underground fighters that also turn, and black magic fireballs etc yeah was was that kind of the the beginning inspiration for everything that we see in the mortal Kombat world yeah actually the book was written and one of the guys that we played ninja with introduced me to that book back in the day one of the guys that back in the day when they were running through the park he was like one time he came in dressed a little bit i was like what i was like oh that's kind of cool he made his own like Lin Kuei outfit, <laughs> basically not as <laughs> not as complicated as uh, what you see today. You know, we were dressing up in black black long sleeve t shirts and black pants. Yeah, <laughs> he actually had like a a vest, and I was like, wow. And he's like, oh, there's. He goes, I'm surprised you don't know it. You know, he was like, uh, there's this book that I found, Black Magic and stuff like that about the Lin Kuei. And he is actually the one who introduced me to the book. You know, and years later, I was always thinking about like just. That and so when I told John about it, I was like, man, it would make a good fantasy background because we we wanted this to be more of a fantasy game rather than a fighting game. Not really anything was planned, but different pieces of your your life come into play in, into something into your creation. Uh, example, when when John was like, uh, we got to throw a fireball. And I was like, well, you can't really throw a fireball because that's no human can really do that you know, throw just a fireball, but there's alchemy, you know? So what I want, what, like what Johnny Cage does is take uh, alchemy out of his nine demon bag, which I got from Big Trouble in Little China, <laughs> and he wings it at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, that it, so each character, like when wasn't really, oh, you just shoot a fireball. There was actually, you know, uh, Sub-Zero had this long thing where he pulls the... He starts from, he holds his hand above his head and he pulls air into the center of his body and then he shapes the, the ice and then he throws the ice. So that is not just like, oh, just a, just like wow. a casual. That's what's happening. Yeah, just, that's not just a casual thing. We have actually footage, film of him doing that, that we thought we were going to use, but it was never used because of memory. But it was well, yeah. complicated. Uh, there was, it's, it's, there's more complication or creativeness into, yeah, into what's behind Raiden actually John wanted Raiden to be the Japanese God of Thunder Carlos really wanted the guy from Big Trouble in Little China so when people see big uh, that even though John in an interview was it's like oh yeah I that's how he created it was the Japanese God of Thunder but because Carlos helped create it he made things from the Big Trouble in Little China that crossover like oh the people are like oh it looks like that you know, the bands on, you know, Carlos's legs, he wanted to add that to the costume because he used to break dance. So he used to carry them in order to break dance. So he put them on Raiden's costume. 
And that made and it added when you see Raiden's costume and you see the bottom how it tapers in, that that's that those are Carlos's bands from breakdancing. So that is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Is is there a story behind Kano's belt? Kano is a, a Japanese and American mercenary. I don't know why they do an Australian Kano, which is not I guess that's movie Kano. Yeah. That, <laughs> right. Australian Kano is like fake Kano. Whenever I see it, I'm just like, it, it don't didn't the guy read the manual in the in the first, you know, the little <laughs> booklet in the first <laughs> yeah. game? It says he's an American Japanese mercenary. <laughs> but yeah, but I re I remember when when John was like, Hey, I gotta pick up Rich and we're gonna go to the uh, surplus shop and try to get some stuff to make him look like a mercenary. Rich and John spent the day roaming around looking at mercenary stuff, going to look at, you know, trying to figure out what kind of look. To, to give Kano's, you know, how to how to make his uh, his you know cybernetic head. Mm. So so just that was just what they found in a surplus store. It was heavy. It was actually from a, a World War II belt. So it was freaking heavy. <laughs> wow. So yeah. oh wow. You know? got, it looks like a garage door opener in the center of the belt. <laughs> it's like a, did they add the light or was that did that light up? Oh, no. it is. No, there was no such thing as that back then. You know, you didn't yeah. get carpet. <laughs> that stuff it's the you know it's the it's 1990 i remember we tried the spirit glue that mask on rich's face and it wouldn't stay on and so rich was like we got to glue it so we got oh, red no. model glue and glued it to his face and at the no. end of the day he lost skin oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> but, but in Was order it worth to it? Yes. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we were doing everything for the game. And two, it was a different time. Right now, I know the project lead, you know, on any game says yes or no to any idea. But that, back then, Tobias would just, whatever was the best idea, he'd grab it. He'd be like, that's a better idea. We're going to do that. That's a better idea. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. What do you, he'd be, all the time, he'd be like, hey, do something cool. You know, think of something cool. And I'd be like, okay, what if we do this? Or, you know, we filmed falls for like, four, man, 40 minutes, 50 minutes falling. I was looking at it. I was like, I don't like that fall. I don't like this fall. I don't like this knockdown. And finally, I was like, oh, why don't we use like a jump back instead of a fall? And John's like, what? And so the first time I did it, I did it on concrete. What you see in the game where you get hit and you fly back on the ground, like, boom. And John was like, oh, that's cool. And then, you know, and then, and that's the way everyone falls because that was just the two with the 2D and the limitation of, of technology, you know, that everybody falls like that because I, you know, after 40 minutes, I was like, I was not happy with the way it looked. I was like, nah, you can't really tell what's going on. You can't just fall over, you know? Yeah. We had, we had like, at the beginning, we filmed like reactions. Oh, if you barely get hit and you kind of like just chuckle it off, you get hit and your head pops. You get a hit harder, your head pops. You get hard, hit harder and it knocks you way back. You get really hard and it knocks you off your feet. So we filmed all that stuff. And later on, we just couldn't do all those reactions in the game. But that's how like the, the process was. Oh, that's cool. Let's do that. So in the end, you know, of creating the game, it was John was like, we got to He goes, there's so much. He goes, you know what to do? Do a move three times and then change it. And I'll just keep filming. Wow. And so that's what we would we would do. It's like I could film it three times and I'd change it some way. 
change in some way. So it was really like, a, like, like I said, John was really, you know, uh, uh, really great at, at just seeing stuff going and, and things like that. You know, and knowing and really knowing what is good, like knowing what to keep, knowing what to redo, having that, having that ability to say that's a better idea. I mean, that's a, a wonderfully collaborative person. You know, some people yeah. in charge they don't they they only take their ideas. So that's that's yeah. really wonderful that the collaboration between you guys was so strong. Yeah, and and that's what's the thing. He'd like, oh, I like that, and then I was like, oh, you like this? Let's tune it up. And so I would make it even crazy or or you know what i mean i'd get like yeah. oh, let's do that you know when you get hit when you get hit one time i, I flew back and he's like oh that's cool so i did that a few times and like well what happens if i backpedal when i go back and my ar- arms go like this and he's like oh man that's even better so <laughs> in the end it was just that collaboration that like oh i like that and then it was my thing to figure out how to you know how to make it you know sell it more you're listening to heroes of gaming and the end of part one of our two-part series with the video game pioneer who co-created Mortal Kombat and a master of martial arts, Master Daniel Pacino. This completes... Round one. Stay tuned for... Round two.